Welcome everyone to the power of young people to change the world. I'm your host, Amy Muirs. On this podcast, we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world and how educators can utilize the power of service learning to redesign education. So today's guest is no stranger to our show. Um, she is truly utilizing the power of service learning to make an impact in her school and her community. So I first met Shanze um, Hader through her service learning teacher at the American School in Johannesburg. And then I got to hear Shanze present at the 2021 National Service Learning Conference where she shared how she's tackling gender-based violence in concert with the UN campaign, 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence. And then she spoke about her experience as a hockey player and how that inspired her commitment to, to tackle this really challenging issue. So Shanze, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank I would love- so much. Oh, oh absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, I would just love for you to reintroduce yourself to our listeners. Tell them a little bit about you. Perfect. So thank you so much for the introduction. And I'm so happy to be back on the show. Um, so as mentioned, my name is Shanze Hader, and I'm currently an 11th grader at the American International School of Johannesburg in South Africa. The cool thing about me is that I moved to South Africa in the eighth grade after living in the United States my entire life prior. And in terms of passions, I play ice hockey, I love to bake, and I also really love enjoying, I also really enjoy reading and studying. I began in service learning with tutoring children around the globe online, which really was an amazing experience for me um, to open my eyes to the world of service learning and what can really be done as a student. So this has kind of grown into a passion of mine. Along with that, I'm also a member of the Service Learning Executive Council at my school, and I'm the leader of Project Dignity, a service learning club at my school, which works to promote dignity and respect in topics including puberty, menstruation, consent, safe sex, and contraception. My service was even able to implement pads in the bathrooms at school which I think is really amazing because this has never been done before in my school. And it's really important that we promote that dignity and respect. And in terms of engaging in service learning at a more operational scale, um, I was recently elected to be part of the board of directors at NYLC, which is really, really cool. And I've loved the experience so far. Um, and along with all of that, <laughs> um, I started a small organization called Say No to GBV, which, focuses on addressing issues of gender-based violence in my local and global community. And as you may already know, South Africa has some of the highest rates of GBV in the world. And with knowing that every day, I do what I can as an 11th grader to end this issue, one person, one step, and one initiative at a time. That's absolutely phenomenal. And first, um, I do want to just thank you for um, volunteering to be on the board of NYLC. Um, your voice is so valued and the experience you bring is just phenomenal. So thank you for, for being of service to us here at NYLC and then for all of the work. So from the last time that I talked to you to where you're at two years later um, around just talking about um, the work that you're doing um, through service learning, so much has changed um, 
like you've done so much more. So I'm really excited to kind of dig in and, um, and hear more about both how your school is supporting service learning, but how you are, how you are getting um, young people to, to really tackle this really tough topic. So can you tell us a little bit more about how your school is um, supporting students in service learning and what that looks like? Of course. So I honestly have to say that I've never been to a school that has been so oriented towards service learning. Um, in my high school, we have a variety of service learning clubs and students can take part in those, as well as um, we call them Tuesday check-ins, which are essentially time set into our school calendar every week to meet with our respective groups. We have both serve, uh, teacher supporters and supervisors which make our clubs feel more supported and kind of help us along the way. Um, in fact, I'm actually part of another opportunity, which I talked about before. It's called SLEC, the Service Learning Executive Council. And we essentially just oversee everything going on in service learning in our high school and make sure that it's operating well. Um, and with that, my school allows any student to start a service learning club as long as there's a set out goal and a passion behind the project. And I really have never ever in my life been to a school that is so personalized in terms of service learning. And without that flexibility, I probably would have never been able to start say no to gender-based violence. So all in all, I would say that the service learning program at my school is just truly commendable. And I'm just so excited to see it grow. That's amazing. I love that um, the schools providing the support and structure for these service learning experiences, mm -hmm. but young people have a voice in what they're addressing. So you chose gender-based violence. It wasn't like you got to, you know, this was an issue that you were passionate about and you were able to bring it into this space and really move the work forward. And I'm, and I would love to hear kind of your story about deciding to address this issue and then maybe how it's how it's connected to the project dignity if it is as well so um can you talk about what made you decide to address um gender-based violence so honestly every time that i've been able to come on this podcast i've been able to share my story so i feel like it's only right to continue that tradition um, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> back in 2012, my father took our family to the ice rink. Um, I was about six years old around then. And at the time I had never worn skates before. So this was a crucial time for me as a current ice hockey player. And as my dad purchased our tickets an ice hockey team entered the ice before me, and I just stood there and I was just mesmerized. Um, for me, the connection happened just instantly. And despite my mother's opposition to being an ice hockey player, since she believed it was a risky activity, I began to play with our neighborhood team in Maryland. And as I grew into the sport, I found a sort of toxic culture embedded within the community around me. And to be honest, none of it made sense until I moved to South Africa and learned what the word gender-based violence meant during an eighth grade project. And it was almost like, everything came together at once. And I found a passion which I let drive me every single day, ending gender-based violence one initiative at a time. And that's what led me to start Say No to GBV and find my voice 
which is now um, a truly international uh, small organization mm -hmm. filled with people um, and passionate students from around the globe. And in terms of how people in my school community have received initiatives run by me, I think it's been an extreme success. I've actually been able to collaborate with those around me and create a small team of individuals at my school who are willing to support Say No to GBV and work as a team with me. I recently elected a vice president of Say No to GBV uh, who happens to be one of my best friends. Um, her name is Ipiana. I never realized how important collaboration was until I invited her by my side and she was like, everything that I needed and that I had needed before. Um, I genuinely think that there was no one else better to support Say No to GBV. And I'm just so excited that we can kind of teamify ourselves and work together and really get the ball rolling in terms of making up more initiatives and growing the small organization in the direction that I have always dreamed of since the ninth grade and have new ideas, new people, make new connections. And I also just think that it's, kind of privileged of high schoolers um, in different parts of the world to not know what gender-based violence is because mm -hmm. the way that statistics show one in three women will face an act of GBV in their entire life. And there are children who deal with communities filled with gender-based violence every single day. And yet we have the privilege and resources to not need to learn about it in a way that those kids live with. And I think this is where education comes in. I really believe that more people need to know what GBV is because way too many people have experienced it and statistically it will continue if we don't stop the issue. You are so right. And, um, you know, at when something like that happens to someone, it, it never leaves them, it shapes them. And mm -hmm. the fact that you're taking that on um, and educating others um, is so Im impactful. Um, and you're, you're, you're serving not only the, the school, but the larger community and the world um, and raising up all of these, um, these issues and stories and like having real honest conversations. I'm curious, kind of what you've learned about your community through the work you've been doing and some of the impacts that you've seen um, because you've been brave enough to step into this space. Okay, so in terms of working to raise awareness in my own school, I have seen a great level of interest and understanding across my entire high school. This year, Say No to GBV created a designated day at our school in Spirit Week called Orange Day where everyone wore orange, the color that represents a world free of violence. We also held awareness challenges in all advisories to educate those around my school. And we held an art challenge where people could express GBV awareness through their own ways of art. It has been amazing to see how our initiatives each year grow and become more prominent throughout our high school. In fact, um, the 16 days of activism are now on my school's calendar, which is something we never had before. And having a school in South Africa that doesn't have that, I feel like it's kind of important that we try to accomplish that. Um, and when my friend and I presented Say No to GBV at a Global Issues Service Summit in Tanzania, we were able to create Say No to GBV clubs in two new countries. And it's actually been so, so exciting for me 
to see it grow, especially when I was just a ninth grader putting up posters in my school hallway, not knowing that it would come to this. Mm-hmm. And with communities that I've engaged in, I found so many like misconceptions, I guess you could say, of service learning in action that are just not talked about. And I would say that one big one would be the fact that we should not consider those who we are engaging with as limited or somehow below us. Um, in fact, they are very strong people with amazing stories and experiences because they know their environment so well. And they are actually the ones that can make a difference in their own communities. And it's not us. We are simply there to empower them. And another thing I learned with the local communities around me in South Africa is that we're really just not different from each other at all. Like often we might feel, look, or seem different from each other, but that doesn't take away from our opportunity to connect and be very similar. Talking to girls my age in a variety of schools around my own, I sometimes felt like I was talking to the bestest of my friends um, with the instant connections that we made. I learned that connections are not made by nature, they're rather made by us. And if we choose to make that connection, I mean, uh, who knows how far we could go. I love that. I have been thinking a lot about that, um, how service learning supports connection, um, mm-hmm. especially when we're, we're dealing with um, issues of trauma. And um, thank you for saying that. I love, yeah, connections don't come just through nature, they truly mm-hmm. do come through us. And you are, um, you've stepped into this leadership space. Um, and I'm curious, what does, what does leadership mean to you? What is, how do you um, think about leadership? So I would say that over the years, leadership and the definition of leadership has somehow kind of grown onto me in different ways. So to me personally, leadership is about collaboration. It's that ability to drive an idea and transform it into an action, which is exactly what I think we need more of in service learning these days. Um, I personally think that we need more youth advocacy at a global scale and leadership would do all of that if we could just implement more. Um, I think that there's so many issues that are not talked about, so many potential initiatives and opportunities to make the world a better place. And with that sense of leadership, that sense of commitment and collaboration that comes with leadership, I think that we are definitely able to do that. Wonderful. And tell me, how has um, how has your service learning experiences, um, how has that helped you grow as a leader? So something that my school likes to say is that every team needs individuals and every individual needs a team. It's actually put up on a banner outside of one of our service learning um, kind of buildings. I think this past year has really highlighted that for me as I started to really grow Say No to GBV at a scale that I had not known that I was able to because of me realizing that I needed to collaborate with more people and that, you know, sometimes you need to admit that you can't just do it on your own, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think as someone who in the past has been really shy to speak, I have definitely gained confidence in myself, which obviously means a lot to me. And I think a part of me has also kind of found my voice within service learning over the years and in advocating for women's rights and ending gender-based violence. Um, This growth follows me every day as I continue to expand and look for new opportunities. 
And with that, I think finding that voice in me has shaped me into a better person from ninth grade to today as an 11th grader. Um, from what started to be a small initiative and a small dream came to be a small organization. And I'm excited to see where that goes. It's come through commitment, determination, and most importantly, teamwork. So I don't think any of this would have been possible without the amazing team that I have by my side now. That's amazing. And I think I would just like to say, I think you are exemplifying um, what I personally hope all leaders exemplify. And that's the recognition that we don't do it alone, that mm -hmm. it is the team that, that we empower around us. And you are doing such amazing work in that space. And I'm excited to see you grow even more and the work that you do grow even more. Um, tell me what success looks like for you um, in the communities you're serving and what more are you looking to accomplish? So I think it honestly really depends on which initiatives we're looking at. Um, with Say No to GBV initiatives, I think seeing impact being populated on our very newly created website um, has just been amazing because we like to track all of our different initiatives and how they're going. Um, we have a team in Ghana who is working really hard to ensure that there's awareness within their school community, and they're doing so through many like interesting and engaging activities like decorating cookies, making awareness bracelets, um, recruiting new members into their teams, holding informational sessions, and just engaging with their local community. And in South Africa, I think success within the engagement um, with local communities has to do with the connections that I've made. I've met so many people along the way and meeting just one new person who will conversate with me on this topic or who will open up to me or who we can open up to, to each other just feels like such a success. And as a matter of a fact, like I said, this year for the 16 days of activism, we held an entire high school awareness challenge for advisories to participate in. Um, we had many different awareness activities, like showing orange on the AISJ campus in a cool way. So, for example, um, my advisory, there's an eagle um, statue in our school's campus, and we put little orange bow ties on it. Um, and I feel like that was a really cool way for us to show that even our school mascot has um, recognition of the topic. Um, and also another thing that we had as one of the awareness activities is adding a statistic about GBV to a bulletin board found in the halls of my high school. Um, and the challenge included an orange themed pizza party for the winners. So we had the say no to GBV cupcakes, which I've talked about before. And honestly, this challenge helped me and my team recruit new members into Say No to GBV and raise awareness in the school. So I think the success there was really the recruitment of new members and the engagement that we had within our entire high school community. And all in all, I would say that the success from my initiatives come in many forms. And my goal is to grow Say No to GBV to a very large scale um, filled with many people and many school clubs from around the globe. And I wanna find dedicated individuals who hold the leadership qualities to take on Say No to GBV and work with me and my team to make the world a better place. That is amazing. And 
the impact that you're having in your school, that you're inspiring in other schools like Ghana. I love that the education campaigns are tailored for students, right? So Mm -hmm. the cupcakes and the ribbons and the bracelets, um, and then you're creating that connection. And again, I think when we connect with people, we're able to really then um, have those conversations and and tackle these really challenging issues, gender-based violence, um, GBV, um, these aren't easy things for people to hear about, to talk about, and to recognize because just because of how um, violent they truly are. And so um, the way you're approaching this um, is just masterful. And, um, and I just want to say congratulations, and we're proud to help support and, um, and encourage other schools everywhere to get involved in this work because it's, it is so important. And it is one of those topics that, that people like to kind of push under the rug, if you will, and not bring out into the light. We need to shine a spotlight on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanze, you're doing amazing things, you know, from taking the ice at six years old, <laughs> you know, to you. starting GBV when, you know, in ninth grade and now like where you've taken it so far, you have so much experience. Um, you speak eloquently about service learning. And so thank you for that. I'm thank just, you. if you have one takeaway that you want our listeners to hear from you, share your expertise. What do you want them to know? I think if I could share one takeaway with anyone listening right now, I would start by saying, please support Say No to GBV uh, (laughs) by following us on Instagram. Um, Our handle is at Say No to GBV or head on to saynotogbv.org or even just reach out to me if you're interested in being a leader in a global scale initiative. I would also say that making change is something that honestly anybody is capable of doing. Um, In some way, we are all change makers and we are just waiting for someone to pop the bubble of unknown and perhaps a little bit of fear um, and kind of really force us to explore our own capabilities. So I would say, don't be scared. Big dreams and big initiatives can sometimes be intimidating and scary, but they're not unreachable things. We can make it happen if we choose to. And I also want to speak to any youth listening who are interested in beginning their own service learning clubs and initiatives, or even just start a small organization. Um, I know it's hard to begin an initiative when you're not sure who's going to support me, um, who is going to help me roll this plan out, do I need a team, and then sometimes it's hard to find, you know, people that are as passionate about you, about you and about the topic that you're trying to make a change in. And even sometimes we're wondering like, will it work out? And there's all of these questions that might be floating around in your head when you're trying to start these new initiatives, but you need to make sure that your passion for what you're doing can drive you to that finish line that you're hoping to get to. Once you find that passion that you really, really do care about deeply, you'll go miles and miles with all of these new ideas, new initiatives, and just keep everything rolling. And it will take you to limits that you just had no idea you had and keep you motivated in more challenging times. Because at the end of the day, passion is what makes action. 
and it truly does start with you. That's so beautifully said. Thank you so much, Shanze. And I do want to, I, I, if I can, I'm just going to add to that to say that, um, you know, the National Youth Leadership Council, the teachers, um, the amazing service learning teachers out there, there are adults who will support you. Like mm -hmm. we are here to help you do the amazing work that, that you want to do. So um, don't be afraid to reach out to um, to organizations like NYLC or to adults in your school to say, where can I get support? This is what I wanna do. Because there are many, many, many adults out there who will help you um, succeed as well. So I just wanna, wanna put that out there as well. Shanze, thank you so much for joining me today um, for your leadership in this, um, on the board of directors of NYLC for your leadership around gender-based violence and all of um, the hard work you're doing through service learning. Um, it really is inspiring and I'm so grateful um, to be able to, um, to speak with you and um, to continue to share your story. And so, um, you know, we'll look, look to the future and be able to bring you back and hear even more about how many more countries um, GBV is in and, and where you're taking this. It's, it's truly remarkable. So again, thank you for, for your passion, your energy, and for truly for being willing to tackle an issue that needed to be, we needs to continue to have a light shined on it. So thank you. Of course, thank you so much. I do want to put in a little plug. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about service learning, that process, um, you can download um, NYLC's Getting Started in Service Learning from our store. It's free. Um, we have lots of great resources to help you along your service learning journey. Um, a huge shout out to the Allstate Foundation for um, helping us um, make sure we could provide that getting started resource to you. So just visit the NYLC store, find some things to support you, reach out to us. We want to help you in your journey. Um, and of course, as always, we invite you to join us as we serve, learn, change the world. Thank you all so much. <laughs>